hit on that as soon as we go through our little cycle here. But um, throw it over to Chris. What do you think about the Raiders? Yeah, like, you know, like we said, like, you know, the, these past, you know, few days, like, you know, that was a huge disappointing loss. Um, if you're like a Ricker Raiders fan, you know, like that was definitely not a loss that you needed to take, you know, it's like, you know, get in at large bid at minimum. And like me personally, like uh, I feel like that they're at large chances is um, out of the window. I think like, you know, in, in order for them to like, you know, get to the playoffs, like they had to um, win this Friday against uh, Lincoln. But like um, I put them at number 10 because like, uh, like, you know, the teams, you know, that I have like, you know, below such as Taylor County, Godby, um, they didn't like, you know, do anything spectacular for me to like, you know, um, knock Rickers out of the um, top 10 altogether. So Rick Rickers is, is definitely like, you know, still still in it. The, the, the question is, um, like, like, can they navigate and find a way to like, you know, make it through uh, this upcoming Friday, which uh, is arguably the toughest test uh, of their entire season. Andrew, thoughts on uh, Rick? Yeah, for sure. I know Rickards is obviously in the conversation. All of us have him at 10, uh, kind of up and down this year. Obviously, injuries have been a huge concern, as we've talked about uh, previously and kind of continue to do so. Um, I think we just still need more information, at least based on me. I know they're kind of up and down, and just finding some consistency is kind of why I have him down here. Uh, obviously, Rick is uh, seems to be a solid ball club. Obviously, taking down Edison, that didn't happen on accident. I think the game Thursday is more of kind of a showing of what Gadsden County is as compared to what Rickards failed to be, if that makes sense. At least that's how I kind of viewed it because uh, I know Gadsden County was ready to go, guys, and they jumped on that quick. Both those opening two uh, touchdowns were on special teams to get things rolling. It was a block, block punt, and the opening kick return got run back. And I just think they were on top of it, ready to go. It was a huge one for Gaston County. We've been talking about them on the upswing. You couldn't necessarily see it by the uh, box scores or anything like that. Um, but I think they were rocking and ready to go. And it'll be really interesting how they carry that momentum forward. Of course, don't want to talk too much about Gadsden in this Rickards kind of conversation. But, yeah, just want to see how they respond and how they go up. Because, like we talked about, and I'm sure we'll get to it a little later, Obviously, with injuries and everything, like Chris said, this is going to be kind of their biggest test, but also their biggest opportunity. And I think this week will kind of be the gatekeeper, right? Are they for real going to go forward and going to go after it, maybe chase down that at-large bid? This would help the cause either way, for the automatic bid or the at-large bid. Because um, it's a weird – I mean, I've been saying it for a couple of weeks. This is a very weird region. And once you get past, like, kind of that top three – you referenced the playoff rankings, Jack, and uh, we can kind of maybe get into some of those other teams when we have a chance. But, you know, I think there's still an avenue for them to kind of break through into this situation, especially when you have teams that are carrying a good record, you know, like a St. John Paul II, uh, of course, is going to be attributed to their strength of schedule, right? Or that kind of piece of their ranking, you know, only a one-loss team like that or a one-loss McCullough. You know, these are all things that are going to help the cause. And, of course, when they play Lincoln, you know, they get that Lincoln who's currently sitting at 4-2. and two. All these things will help their cause 
going forward. Um, so I know it looks bleak, and practically it doesn't make sense, but I'm not sure we truly have a complete grasp of these rankings yet and what they can and wait basically what is and is not obtainable my question is it's it is like well i guess it shouldn't be a question but like you know a little more of a statement it is really a possibility for this richards team to go, finish out i mean it's a possibility for them to go out in the season winning their last three games it's a very real possibility for them to go zero and three out as well i mean <laughs> lincoln's heavily favored in this matchup on friday um Obviously, we know that Rickards could pull the rug out from under them and, you know, win this game and, you know, lead, go on to lead a district. But I think people are also, like, I think just being in the Big Bend area and kind of knowing what Arnold's been done the past, I don't think people realize that Arnold is also, I think they're ahead of them right now in the uh, 3S rankings right now, um, uh, Region 1. Uh, let me check right here. Yeah, they're one spot ahead of Rickards right now. Um so they're very similar teams, um, and it's it could be possible for Rickards to lose that game as well. I believe that pro that game is on the road too. And then you have finishing up the season, Madison County, who is not having the greatest year right now. But you know it's hard to write off Madison County in any situation. So like my it's it's very real that this team could go zero and three out the door, but it's also very real that they go three and zero out the door as well. Um, I mean, guys, do you have any thoughts on, you know, what could happen in these final three games? Are they going to be close? Are they going to be blowouts? Or, I mean, do you have any sort of, you know, forecasting of what might be ahead? Um, Yeah, I, me personally, I don't see Arnold as a threat. I, I, I got Rickers dominating when, when that time comes. I, I just don't see Arnold a, a threat in any kind of form. Um, it, The Madison County game, that's going to be very interesting because, like, you, you just don't know what kind of Madison County team um, you're going to get, Um, you know, this time around. I mean, like, in, you know, in, 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 the, in the past, like, you know, I would automatically say Madison County, but, like, you know, these, these days, like, you know, I, like, I'm just not sure when to pick Madison County to, like, you know, finally, you know, get a win, uh, you know, against, like, you know, the teams that, like, you know, we're, we're like, so used to them seeing them beat um like i could definitely see them finishing out two and one um in their next three games stretch like uh i'm like i would say like i am 70 percent confident that they can finish out two and one like uh as far like that record goes uh three and oh i'm giving that like uh i i would i would say I would say ten percent, ten percent on on three and zero, then and then zero and three, which like I I definitely doubt that that's that's going to happen. And yeah, uh, so like my percentage is is, is like kind of off, but like um, yeah, like the the Lincoln game is if you know that that's definitely going to be the, the game that that decides, in my personal opinion, uh, whether Rickards go to the playoffs or not. If they win this game. They'll go to the playoffs. If they don't win this game, I do not see Rickers in the playoffs. Uh, Andrew, uh, how are you feeling about these next three game stretch? Do you feel like like Link, um, not Lincoln, but um, Rickers has to win this Friday in order to like you know still be in the playoff mix? I mean, I think that's a good question. And kind of to Jack's point, I don't know that I have an answer because I think the the question is the answer, right? I think the whole thing is about consistency. Um, and can they go through and knock down three straight? Yeah, like Jack said, absolutely. 
Uh, are they going to do it? I don't know. And what does Lincoln like, look like as far as health concerns wise? Um, and then also when you talk about beating, potentially beating Lincoln this Friday, is that a characteristic of the points or is that a characteristic of the quality? So maybe those are one of the same answers for you guys. Um, because I see a scenario where they play Lincoln tough, they don't win, and then they could still get in and kind of swoop around in there late, having a last second or last you know week 11 rally or something. So to you guys, this week, I guess, is it more of they need the points and it's a mathematic situation for them to beat Lincoln and then obviously potentially having the automatic bid or – do they have to show you guys that they can hang with Lincoln or that they can beat Lincoln in order for you to, quote unquote, have them pass the eye test, um, which is kind of, I guess, my response of two questions to that one question is yeah. kind of my processing of that. Yeah, I, I actually like that now. Like, um, like uh, I remember, like, you know, last year, like, you know, like, like not on, on a high school level, but with um, FAMU, um, with the college, like, um, they had a one-point loss to Jackson State, who wound up, um, you know, winning the uh, conference. But, you know, because, like, you know, FAMU played so so tough against Jackson with that one-point loss, they still managed to um, get into the um, FCS playoffs um, due to, like, you know, them handling business, you know, against the other teams. So, like, I, I, I definitely, like, you know, understand – um, that analogy that you uh, put out there, Andrew. No, I'll answer your question here. I mean, I think it's a situation where Rickards needs to win the game. I don't think, <clears throat> I don't think Coach Lewis wants to be teetering again between, you know, having a sleepless uh, week going into November, whatever the date is. Um, like last season where they were teetering and they won in and they, <coughs> excuse me, they played a really competitive game against Pine Forest, but um, mm -hmm. I think the teetering, I think, they, I think this is a game that they need to win because if they lose, I don't know how good that looks. If Arnold's, you know, if Arnold wins and Booker T Washington wins, I don't know what puts, what situation Burgers is in. And then you have, um, Oh my God, my, Tanez, Matnez, it's not Menendez, it's the other one. Matanzas, um, yeah. Yeah, they have them right um, right behind them as well. Also, a interesting strength decimal. Their strength of schedule is 0 0.01, um, <laughs> which is just odd to see. But um, they're right behind them as well. And, I mean, it's – it's um. Well, no, I guess there's a little bit room, but if they start winning, then you're in trouble. I think this is a situation where they need to win. Okay, no. Yeah, yeah, so that's that's my take. But um, we spent a little too long at number ten. Let's jump to number nine. Um, <laughs> uh, number nine, I have Gadsden. Andrew has Gadsden, and let me pull up my phone because I'm playing on it. Do you have Gadsden, Chris? Yes, I do. Okay, so we all have Gadsden there. Looks like we all agreed on the team that's one and five right now, but you have an impressive win over Rickards. Um, I don't think any of us thought this team was going to be competitive in this game after what we saw from McCullough, not McCullough, from Rickards in the earlier weeks after nearly beating McCullough and then putting a number on Miami Edison. Um, 
But I mean, they kept saying it too, that this team was going to knock somebody in the mouth on defense. And sure enough, that's what Gadsden did. As Andrew mentioned earlier, there was the opening kickoff run for a touchdown that really got things going. And you had the one kid who just trucked the Rickards defender. The kid had no chance. Um, and Gadsden County looks like they're getting some momentum back on defense. Um, and it's going to be interesting to see what they can do against a um, Mariana team, which could be a game where they could run up the numbers. Uh, Andrew, your thoughts on the Jags? Oh, yeah, for sure. This is a team we've kind of talked about kind of on the periphery, building, you know, the defense. We talk about – I feel like we talk about JoJo Knight every single week, um, but there are a lot of other great players on this team, and you can see the offense kind of developing, seeing, of course, the Lowndes game and try to watch that tape. And then I remember seeing them in person against Lincoln and then going back. Um, I think they had one game uh, after that, a little more recent. Oh, Tift County. So you start to see it open up a little bit. And we even said it. We kind of – because I was listening back to the recording the other day to see how wrong we are. Because I know we all picked records in that game. So we were all sleeping on Gadsden. But but I think we kind of toyed with the idea that this is going to be close. Like don't write out, you know, Gadsden County of the conversation. And we said it almost verbatim. They're like, hey, if they get a couple defensive plays or a big special teams – and, you know, they, they put them in an advantageous situation, then, you know, this could be a ball game. And it might surprise some people. And we talked about the game back in 2017, uh, which is exactly what happened. And then all of a sudden you fast forward, they open up the game, run the opening kickoff back, two special teams touchdowns, then you're rolling. And it kind of likens it back to the Corey Fuller era. And it's, when this team is playing in close contests or with a lead, how hard are they to take care of, man? They just run the ball. They hit you with the periodic pass, and then they can dial up the pass rush. They can be more aggressive defensively. All these things playing into their strengths. You saw what they were able to do. And if this is, I believe this is something they can parlay into doing again this week against Mariana, like we talked about. And then I think this is just something that the team can build off of. So obviously jumping into our ranks, I don't know that, um, we had them ranked, it's been at least three or four weeks in the top ten for any of us, um, if not ever. Um, but this is definitely a team on the rise and a key team we keep talking about on the periphery of these ranks. But, guys, I think uh, Gadsden showed you just exactly what they're capable of. Um, and I'm hoping that there's more to come, especially starting this weekend against Mariana. Because this, I mean, if Gadsden's on the up and up too, that's going to be a wild uh, – it's going to be a while. Was it 2S that Gadsden is in with all those guys? Yeah, the 2S one. Um, you know, you have two front runners, and then you kind of have everybody else. <laughs> Chris, what do you yeah. think about the Jaguars? Yeah, I- I'm definitely going to be eating crow for the rest of the season because, like, I like I am very shocked to, like, you know, j- just, like, what they did, you know, to Rickers um, this um past Thursday. Like, I I literally had a 360 turnaround to like you know going from like man like I don't know where Gaston County can get a win outside of Mariana to now like I'm actually a believer that that Gaston County can actually make it to the playoffs like like and like you and you like you know go on my Instagram like I I didn't have to win more than one game you know last year but, but like now I can honestly see Gaston County winning out. Um, like, 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 I'm like that confident uh, with the Jaguars, uh, and like, you know, like, like Andrew mentioned, like, you know, 
we 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 always known like you know like like they had a, like you know pretty good defense like the the way that you know they performed against Rickers like it turned me into a huge believer um um going into their like you know next you know remaining games like I could definitely see four four no three and three and one at at worst or, or two and two at, at worst um with with this Gaston County team um. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm really li- liking this this uh, second half version of Gaston County. Definitely one of the, the the biggest surprises of this season, in my personal opinion. Another good team there. Um, I I'm honestly going to be eating crow as well alongside you, Chris, because I didn't really think this team was going to have the breakthrough that they do this season with the schedule they were playing and the way the offense was looking and stuff like that. But I mean, they finally got something to click against Rickards. Um, Victor Winters is usually pretty good at putting his stats and he is. Um, And you're starting to see kids break out a little more. That's the biggest thing as well. You had a lot you for a while, you had two kids really doing a lot of the work, but now you're seeing, especially in this uh, Rickards game, a lot of guys jumping out. You had Cedric bird leading the offense with 92 receiving yards. Um, he also had 71 rushing yards, too. Um, I think it's Sean Terrius Thomas. It's not telling me. And we're going to load for a while. Um, but anyway, you, know, you have a handful of guys that are going over 50 yards in this game. You're just seeing stuff starting to expand for them. I think the other thing, too, is this Rickards team is very, very hard to read. You know, one week they're on, one week they're off. Um, it's... They're just they're interesting in my opinion. I don't I don't know what's going on over there. They just haven't really been consistent this year. You see them challenging some of the best teams in two S, and then you see them falling to you know a team that's trying to get in into West that that same team that they challenged put a number on. So I don't know. It's just it's interesting. I think it's even more interesting with Rickards, but Gadsden I think will be heating up in my opinion uh, going forward. But uh, let's move on to eight. Um, why do I keep doing this? I keep pulling up, uh, keep pulling up different stuff on Instagram. I keep on getting out of your picks, Chris. <laughs> I had Monroe, uh, Chris had Monroe, and Andrew had Monroe. Okay, nice. Oh, we're pacing very well so far. Um, I I think I just need to see a little more from Monroe. I mean, they're playing a hard schedule. Um, you know, it doesn't help that they're getting, you know beat pretty hard by um florida high and stuff like that um i have um this week should be interesting because i think mcclay is a team that not a lot of people are thinking about right now um but uh i mean i don't know it's it's monroe's interest it's monroe's just been interesting this entire year because um you know they come in with a lot of talent and um i think they're I you know I say it every week, just putting it together, and I mean we saw that they're talented, putting up fifty-four nothing as Rocky Bayou Christian, but this next game coming up will prove where they truly fall in one um, S. Uh, and also, Monroe's been a kind of a measuring stick for the top teams in two uh, S as well. You know, we saw them lose to Bradford, who twenty-one-seven, but then we see them lose to Florida High, forty-two to seven. And they lose to what we'll color forty three to thirteen, which kind of paints a little bit of a picture if you want to use the transitive property and stuff like that. But you know, this Monroe team still has a lot of challenges left. Um, I should pull up their strength of schedule because that'd be interesting to see. Um, because they're playing some pretty tough teams, only a four point three seven strength, which is interesting when you have 
teams like Trinity Christian, NFC, Pensacola Catholic, and then our area teams on there as well. Um, I don't know. They, if they're obviously going to get into a playoff spot just by the way the district is designed and the region is designed. But the question is, is this team going to be competitive when the playoffs come come around? And will they be able to keep up with an NFC or a JP2? Uh, Chris, what are your thoughts on Monroe? Yeah, like um, it, I think it's, it's pretty clear at this point that um, you know, Monroe is like um, like one of the like the weak like the weakest team in that three-headed monster, but still you know a pretty good football team. And like um, yeah, like like there like there's there's just like you know not like you know like like competing like you know like as strong as like you know they they were like last season, um. This Friday, like, you know, definitely, like, you know, huge games. Like, you know, see, like, you know, where Monroe is truly at. Like, you know, can they, like, you know, um, you know, have, like, you know, a good controlling um, victory against um McClay. And it's really just their schedule. I mean, like, um another thing, like, you know, this is, like, you know, Monroe's toughest schedule that they've ever had. So, like, you know, it is, like, you know, brand new. Um, for for the Bobcats, like you know, pl- playing up, you know, this year, but, but like um, yeah, that 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 that's gonna be like you no know, the, the main question um that that you said earlier um Jack like um will they be ready when it's time to play you know NFC and JP two when the the playoffs come around or or sh- should I say um October twenty eighth because uh, like you know they they'll be hosting North Florida Christian so. Definitely looking forward to like you know seeing like you know, uh, where where this um Monroe team truly stands. But uh, yeah, like there, there's definitely like you know nothing to be ashamed of like uh or where like you know the Monroe the uh, Monroe Bobcats are at right now. Like uh, I I definitely still see this team like you know competing you know pr- pretty well on um, when the big games come around. Like uh, they they just have a tough schedule right now well like yeah Monroe is my number eight right now uh I, I expect them to like you know bounce back pretty good um this, this Friday Andrew uh, how you feeling about Monroe yeah I think we're all kind of in the same conversation as far as Monroe like where they're at of course still building got things rolling here brutal schedule like you said Chris definitely stepped the schedule up this year playing a lot of tough teams from the area obviously big ask going against Florida High Wakulla established programs, um, you know, because there was a changeover and a switch at McClay. Obviously, anytime you switch head coach and a lot of personnel graduates, which they have had a big senior class, which has been a rarity for the program, you know, the last couple of years. And just the adjustment period, of course, since, you know, similar to Florida High, you can have kids play five, six years in the program and knowing the system and kind of the continuity there. And just with a change up, um, you know, Monroe's still build, and uh, that's all right. And so that's where I kind of have, obviously, we've seen some solid results from Monroe, and obviously got off to the hot start, and everybody was jumping on the 1S bandwagon, right? And then, of course, um, you know, two big victories, and then, of course, we knew Wakulla was going to be good, and then we could justify with Bradford, and then, obviously, Florida High is good. So you look at the schedule, and even though they're 3-3, three and three, right, no bad losses, to me, on the slate, those are still three quality ball clubs. And so I think, um, sorry, I think uh, 
Monroe is still a solid club and will have a lot to prove. It'll be very interesting. And like we said, you know, kind of saying this on a weekly basis, the next two games are going to be crucial. You talk about them going up with McClay, who they'll see in the playoffs potentially, uh, maybe even the first round, depending how this thing shakes down. You could be looking at them being a, I think what could essentially be a four or five seed matchup potentially and or a three five matchup i forget exactly how it is i think it's three five and then four six because the first two get the buy and anyways lost in the semantics but you have these schools kind of on their own level right of course playing up to wakulla and some other schools like that but seeing how they are against pensacola catholic after they play mcclay and uh I know I was impressed by McClay last week. And, Chris, I know that you were at that game. Them hanging tough with an undefeated Chipley squad. So, you know, McClay should give them a pretty good test out there this week. But, you know, want to see more from Monroe and a program still on the build. And so that's why I have him in my number eight spot, guys. We'll jump over to our <clears throat> number seven picks. And we actually have a little bit of a change up here at number seven. Uh, Chris has child's down at seven and i have mad madison county alongside uh andrew up with madison county at seven chris i guess we'll start off with the outlier um why do you have a uh, child's down at seven wow i i, I can't believe that uh madison county uh shot down that low for you guys but uh <laughs> yeah um me like um man i i just want to give every child's player a, a hug you know like that that was a tough Tough loss, um, you know, to Crestview. I, I, I still, you know, consider Childs like, you know, a, a really good football team. I mean, th- this team could, you know, easily be, um, you know, was it like like seven and one, six and one now, like, um, because like they've just been so close, like every for like every game outside of the Thomas County Central game, like they, they like that's gonna be like, you know something that, that, that we were talking about, you know, for years to come. Like, you know, this, this Childs team um, was definitely, like, like probably, like, like arguably, like, like, the most competitive team, you know, out of, like, you know, like, like everybody in the Big Ben area, but they just couldn't find a way to, like, you know, finish and get over, you know, the hunt when it, when it mattered most. Um, and, like, that that's, you know, going to be, like, the main thing. Like, you know, when it's all said and done, um like um, come playoff time, which like in my personal opinion, um, I think Childs misses out um due, due to that loss against Crestview, um, regardless of like um whether they they won out, um this uh this remaining um you know season, um but but yeah they're they're at seven, um, I I still I, I still like you know have some hope hopes for Childs like you know to make it to the playoffs, but like it's. It's definitely very slim after um after that Crestview game. Like uh, I I think I, I mentioned earlier, like like um, they needed to you know beat Crestview in order, in order to like you know be in in that mix for the playoff spot, and I yeah they they, they just fell short. But this is still a really good football team, Andrew. Uh, I guess you guys can start talking about the why you guys picked uh, Madison County. Yeah, I guess we'll jump into, uh, like you said, Jack, we both have Madison here. It's lining at number seven. Um, obviously, dropping their fourth straight here. Also, 
have some injury concerns. Of course, watched every snap of that game last week um, when I was kind of up in my sick bed uh, last week while you guys were out at the games and uh, doing the show. But, um, yeah, Jack, I know we talked about it kind of at that Florida high game is that the turnovers were really kind of crucial for them and the penalties. Um, and that was kind of apparent again this week. Um, I think it was six or seven turnovers against CIA. That was a really good ball club, granted. Um, but I, there's still hope with this Madison squad, guys. Like, let's not get it twisted. They're going to play a Swanee team that they have absolutely dominated over the past two-plus decades I think there's only one win from Swanee against Madison. I'll have to get the numbers exactly. But I remember we did this game, the Swanee-Madison game, two years ago. Uh, we watched them in person, and it had been uh, – one of the Swanee fans said it had been about 14 or 15 years um, since they had beaten Madco. So this would be a great game against Swanee. Once again, kind of that measuring stick. Um, but I still have faith in this defense. Uh, like we said, there's some there's some injuries on the offensive side. I'm not sure the duration of what's going on there. Um, but I know Jonathan Akins, he's a solid defensive player here from Madison County. Also, guys, we talked about the game last time. Uh, two big interceptions by Trevion Gilliard in that game last week. Otherwise, we could be looking at a potential like a 56 to maybe 10 game, 56 to 13 over Madison last week, um, but he had two big takeaways in the red zone, one of which I think late led to a scoring drive, you know, to keep that game closer and keep that game a little more competitive towards the end of that contest. Uh, I'm still with Madison. I think they'll be solid going forward, you know, in that one rural classification. Um, but, of course, especially with the health on the offensive side, um, a little bit more pause here for Madison, but we know the strength of schedule will be there, and, uh, you know, you can still see the signs of a quality ball club, you know, being able to hang tough against a Florida high, um, and, you know, kind of compare and contrast other teams that have gone up against Florida high. I know you can't necessarily cleanly transitive property, all that stuff, right, guys, but, you know, just the fact that they hung tough with them, they were in that game against Columbia, going back to it, um, you know, I think there's a lot of fight in this ball club, still a lot to like, um, so I don't think seven is a slight for me, Jack. Um, and I think there's still some potential coming out of Madison County here this year. I'm not ready to write them all. Andrew, I believe the acronym is uh, CAI, not CIA. <laughs> um, but, well, I was um, doing investigative work, Jack, so I was going all <laughs> CIA on CAI. You said that, and I thought about it for a second. I was like, oh, I think it's CAI, and I'm like, no, I don't want to say anything yet, so I had to pull it up, and I'm like, it is CAI. <laughs> oh, gosh, but – um. I've said it over the past few weeks. I think this is Madison County's new or building chapter where I think we're going we, – we have a strong 1A slash rural team now, and I don't think it's the Madison counties of 2017, 18, 19, even 2021 where we're seeing every, them beat everyone coming their way. I think this is a rebuilding chapter and a new chapter for Madison County, and – I think it's time in these rankings that holding a two and four record, you are playing good teams, but you lost four straight. I think it is the time now that, okay, you're not show. There are teams that are performing better and having better seasons right now ahead of you. And it's time to move some up and, you know, start seeing where Madison County lies in these rankings as well. <laughs> um, 
Swanee's going to be interesting to say the least. Swanee's a really good team this year. They're they have a lot of momentum this year. They lost to Chiefland, the top team in one rural or rural by um a point. They lost to Wildwood by five, who is another I believe top five team in rural. Um, and then you have win- you have dominant wins over North Marion, Taylor County, Santa Fe, um, Hamilton County. You, know, you kind of look at it and you're like, is this has the Swanee team? They have been challenged, but you know it's only going to be time before they, you know, they prevail in one of these challenges. So this could be a very competitive game. These are two teams I believe that don't really like each other either. Um, so I don't know. It's going to be an interesting stretch for Madison County. I obviously I think they get into the playoffs. I'm um, just because of the strength of schedule and what they have. Um, but you know you have Oakleaf and Rickards yet and left and I don't know it's gonna be interesting for Madison County I think this is just the rebuilding phase and it says something when you're in a rebuilding phase and you're still having playing pretty competitive in the schedule but I mean um it's gonna be interesting final weeks for the Cowboys before the playoffs but um moving on I believe we are switched into I think we're at seven no 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 no. we're at six um I Chris had Madison County at six Andrew had Childs at six, and I believe I had Childs at six as well. Um, I'll harp a little bit on Childs before I'll throw it over to Chris to talk a little about Madison County, vice versa. Um, yeah, this team, it's that window is just shrinking more and more. It's, or it's, I guess you could call it closing because that makes more sense. But I mean, the Crestview loss, I said in the preseason was going to be the biggest game of the season for Childs, and they fell in that. And then now the window is a lot closer. You All you can do right now in Childs is you win out. And, I mean, I think it's a very realistic possibility for Childs to win out. You have Leon, who's 0-6. You have American Collegiate Academy, who I believe is also win. Nope, they're 2-2, two and two, so I guess they, they got something going there at American Collegiate. And then you have uh, Gadsden County to close up, which that game is now. I don't think it's what we thought it was going to be now with Gadsden County playing well. Um, all they could do right now is win out. Um, you need a handful of teams to, in front of you to win. You need to figure out the formula and what's going to happen with FHSA rankings and if it's going to benefit you or not, or if it's going to, if those points or those games are going to end up piling on and start giving you a little bit of boosts. Um, they also fixed that Niceville score in there as well because it was wrong for a long time. Um, but. My thing is, Charles is still, I will still stand by this. Charles is still a very good football team, but with the pending results, a game you needed to win, your window's very small now. And all you, you, all you can do right now is just win and see what happens. And I don't know if wins like this are enough with the points and all that type of stuff. But um, Charles is still a fantastic team. I've watched them. Um, great defense. Um, you know, their offensive execution has gotten a lot better since last season as well. It's expanding, but I mean, it's just that it's sad for them. It's just that playoff window is just closing a lot. Uh, actually, we'll stay on Childs a little bit more. Andrew, what are your thoughts on Childs? Yeah, Childs is another tough one, right? Because at least by my metric, guys, I think Childs has got the best win, single win against any team here in the bend. Uh, of course, going against Mosley. Um, I think. I think. Sorry to interrupt. I think. Um, I think early on in the season, depending on well, versus now versus where we were, I think JP two and Rickards was a big win for 
in the beginning, but I think when you're talking about it now, yeah, that Mosley win's probably the biggest. But even saying that, I mean, because this is the thing you talk about with the points, right, guys, is you have to root for other teams now. You need other teams to help carry you into the playoffs. And this is one thing that helped Rickards last year is all the teams on their schedule won. Not only did they win the final week or two, but the teams in their schedule won. So then your strength of schedule leapfrogs up because everybody gets bolstered up percentage points there. But Mosley, you know, they dropped, a, of course, to Childs. But then the week after that, they dropped against Navarre, and they play a tough game against Crestview. We saw just exactly what Crestview can do. If Crestview goes ahead and win this thing, then that puts them both at like three and four, four and four kind of vicinity. And then it just really gets kind of clustered up there. Um, but, of course, they need some wins, like you guys said. They need some points to jump up. I think it's a quality ball club. To me, they passed the eye test, but in this weird system, you got to get the points, right? And so if you're not going to get the percentage points from the winning percentage, uh, you're going to need the strength of schedule. Obviously, they got Leon this week, which will be interesting. they they got to beat Leon, right? There's no way around it. And then you talked about the other ones that they may have to win out. I know you guys keep coming into the conversation. They need to go 3-0. and which is potentially maybe the case. Gaston's getting better. That'll help their cause. But, of course, Leon is not going to help the strength of schedule because Leon's 0-6 right now, guys. So that's not going to help Charles as far as the points. Obviously, in the standings, with having now lost to Crestview last week, that's two losses in the district. And I think, unless there's just absolute chaos here in the district standings i don't think there's any way they could even get into like a four-way tie or something wild like that niceville would have to lose i think two more games i don't know it would have to be wild for them to get into some kind of tiebreaker so i think the automatic tough results early if they maybe got one of those first four i think even then you'd be having a different conversation uh but i like to see out of them and it would it would be unfortunate if as Trey continues to get more healthy, you know, he was that two or three game stretch. It was really rough um, health wise for him to see them unable to make the playoffs. Cause you'd love to see what he could do in a, in a run heavy team in November guys. Um, but yeah, this is the scenario. I remember Charles probably about three, four years ago, very similar scenario looked like a solid ball club, but just the points weren't there. And the pieces to the puzzle just didn't add up, unfortunately, and they were on the outside looking in. So I'm hoping that that's not the case, but they're definitely at risk here when you start talking about playoff points. Um, but I think they're still in the mix here solid, and that's why I got them in my top six as far as uh, where we are in the Big Bend. Obviously, you talked about this offensive line, which I love to bring up. Just absolute beast there. Defensive line, too. Raquan Smith is an absolute menace with a couple other guys around there. And then we see what the Jones bros can do on the ground um so i like this squad but it's an uphill battle and i'm with you guys i'm thinking three and oh is maybe what it takes for them to get into the postseason i'm gonna i'm gonna talk a little bit more on childs before we throw it over to chris with madison county um the outlier um you know just skimming through the fhsa rankings a little bit more i mean when you look at it kind of just looking at eyeing what's up and stuff like that uh there's you know, there's a higher chance for if Childs wins out, 
you could see Fleming Island fall off because you have you have them playing some pretty good teams, and I know they've been losing a little bit lately. Um, you could see Mosley fall off because they're playing Niceville and Choctahatchee, who are two very strong teams as well. Choctahatchee, very similar to Childs, and just a just a new breath coming into that program. But the issue is when you come up, I think Crestview could win out when you're playing Milton, Leon, and Fort Walton, who are all, you know, struggling right now. You have Golf Breeze, who closed out against Tate, Navarre, and West Florida. So you could easily see that um, Golf Breeze at least winning one with, uh, uh, I'm sorry, at least losing one with Navarre in that mix. I think isn't Tate good this year. No, Tate's not very good this year. Um, and then. And the biggest issue, in my opinion, is Flager Palm Coast, who is sitting in that position right now in that eight position. Um, Flager Palm Coast, in my opinion, has the easiest route to get in. They're sitting in that eight. They play a one and six Nice team. You play a celebration team that's 0 and 5. That's like, I find out some interesting things about celebration. Apparently, the city was made for people that just want to live by Disney World and live in Disney. Um, anyway, that's besides the point. <laughs> um, and. Uh, then you have Deland, which um, you know they're three and two right now, but uh, and it could be a competitive game. But you have the team that's sitting at eight right now, most likely only losing one game out the stretch. I think it's just a lot. I would say maybe if you were in an eleven or ten spot, it would be reachable for Childs. But in my opinion, you need too many people to do too many things to get in. I could be a hundred percent wrong. I could be a hundred percent right. It could be percentage of what you want to call it, wrong or right. But in my opinion, this is what I'm looking at right now. But uh. And the strength of schedule come come back and help them, but I mean, it's a lot. It's a big ask when you're t- asking to move up from thirteenth to eight. You're asking for five spots, I believe it is. So it's it's going to be interesting what happens outside outside the stretch. But crazier things have happened as well. Um, we'll move on to Madison County. Chris, you can talk a little bit about the Cowboys. Yeah, yeah, but but before um I get on Madison County, uh, I want to ask um. Um, you and Andrew, um, this uh, question like when when Charles and Gaston County eventually plays each other, who do you guys think needs to win more? Um, in order to like you know get into the playoffs, Charles or Gaston County? Um, looking at it, I mean, I think Gaston, the uh, one S two S that's what it is two S is so strange in my opinion, just because. You have the most randomest teams kind of knocking on the door, in my opinion. I mean, you had Taylor County sitting there for a bit, and then you had um, uh, Swanee there, I believe, is there now. Then you have South Walton coming up. Um, you know, it's, it teeters very strangely. I think, I think if we get at this position and Gadsden County has won two, maybe three more games, well, how many games do I have left? I think if you... See Gaston County beat Mariana. I see if you see them beat Godby, that's big. If you see them beat Columbia, then they're in. They they don't need to win anymore. If they beat Columbia, I think they're they're in immediately because Columbia is fantastic this year. But um, I think Gaston County finds their ways to get in every year um, based on their schedule. So if they were if we're talking about getting in, I'd say Childs would need it more just because. If you want to have any sort of possibility of getting in, you need to do everything you can to get in. Where Gadsden County, I think the schedule is deep enough for them to give them a boost. Yeah, absolutely. I'm with I'm with Jack on this one. As far as needing it more, I think Charles, especially because Gadsden's got a game in hand. Of course, having their um, four 
games remaining counting this week with Mariana Columbia, Gabby Charles. Of course, Charles on the other side just this week uh, playing Leon and then Collegiate and then Gadsden. So even just on that regard as well. But yeah, kind of what Jack was saying, I could see Gadsden going 2-1 and one in this stretch pretty confidently, to be honest, and before the Charles game in those three games. And I think Charles is going to need it. Like you guys said, I think 3-0 is what they'll have to have. Um, it's going to be crucial. Plus, like Jack was saying, with Pontevedra and Flagler Palm Coast, there's going to be some shuffling because even now, with Pontevedra ranked above Flagler Palm Coast in District 4, that's still not an accurate reading on what the region's actually going to look like because Flagler Palm Coast has beaten Pontevedra head-to-head. So they, in a quote-unquote live standings, would actually be the automatic bid from District 4. Um, so, of course, they're both ahead of Charles at the moment anyways. Um, but stuff like that is also going to come into the mix where you will see them jump up. Um, and they both had to play Nice, of course. But, uh, yeah, Nice, fantastic season last year. A um, little bit of a rebuilding year, it looks like. Lost a lot of seniors off that team uh, that went over to Niceville and upset them and made a deep playoff run. But... There's going to be a lot of shuffling. So, yeah, I'm with Jack. I think Charles needs it more. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm leaning towards Ch- Charles as well, like, um, in order for them to, like, you know, uh, have have a shot of being considered uh, go- going to the uh, play. Uh, they can definitely pop all the balls. So, you know, like, uh, they'll, they'll be, you know, going to the playoffs. Uh, um state champs like um I, I guess like last decade um with the Madison County Madison County to see say the least. Um but uh you know I they think they it would be beneficial for them to you know win when they can coming out because it's still a difficult stretch coming up. But um we'll move into our top five now <laughs> going into number five. Uh, we have JP2 at 5 for Andrew. We have JP2 at 5 for Chris. And I believe I have JP2 as well. Listen, this JP2 district, I think the rule was kind of similar for all of us. Between them and NFC, it was whoever was going to lose first was going to get that spot just below the other one. I know I had it as a tie for a while. Chris probably had NFC up for a bit. But um, JP2 is still a great team, and I think I mentioned this in my story that there's still an opportunity for JP2 to leapfrog NFC even into the latter end of the season, maybe even in district rankings as well. Um, Just because, you know, if NFC, you know, if NFC ends up losing to Wakulla, then I think you have another tie scenario. But then that Monroe game is going to be interesting because if Monroe beats NFC, then, you know, that's an opportunity for JP2 to pop up. But JP2 is not really out of the woods when we're talking about who they have left. I mean, yeah, you have Arnold this week, which could be a more competitive game than, again, I think people are thinking. Um, I think I think a lot of us, including us, are sleeping on Arnold, and I think that might be a little bit of a surprise. I think that will be a good game. Uh, you obviously have JP2 from Boca Raton left, and then you have um, Fami DRS. Um, that last week's going to be interesting because um, – he was down at Calvary Christian, who is a very strong perennial power. Only losses this year are the Carrollwood Day and Trinity Catholic, who are two very, very strong uh, private schools. One down in Ocala, the other in Tampa. Um, 
So I, I think I still think this JP2 team is very, very good. I think they could still do a lot of damage. I really would love to see them in NFC meet each other in that regional um, championship game just because they played really well together and um, against each other. And I know there's a little – there's really no love lost between the two at all. Um, so it would be a good rivalry game too. It's in kind of a new rivalry heating up here in Tallahassee. But um, this is still a very good JP2 team, and I don't think they are going to be – down for long i think there's still opportunities for them for for them to jump i think if you beat cavalry christian and you beat arnold and then you win the two games you're supposed to win i think there's a good conversation for the panthers um i remember who i started with uh, chris what do you think about the jp2 yeah like like if i have to be honest like i actually thought about flipping um jp2 a higher than NFC, like like I, Ooh, I never, really, yeah, <laughs> I, I thought about it because like I was really impressed at how they played against Walcolo, but but like oh, mm-hmm. I, I was like you know what NFC dominated again, you know, and so like it's it's like it's like very hard to like you know move teams um you know down after like you know a, a dominant victory, but I was really impressed um with JP two and, and like um I I definitely you know. Don't don't see them having like you know any kind of setback. It's just a matter of, like you know, like 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 what what will they you know do next? Uh, like um, me me personally, like like I like uh, I'm very confident you know with them against um you know Arnold. I'm really looking forward to the the battle of the real JP two in a couple of weeks. I wish I could go down to that that game um with it being um, down in Boca Raton. And the Calvary Christian game, that's definitely a, another game that, like, um, you know, JP two, like, like, like I, in my opinion, like, like, like they have a shot, like, you know, you know, you know, jumping NFC in my opinion, if they can, like, you know, get a, you know, W in in that one, like, you know, should NFC, like, you know, you know, stumble a little bit, um, within these these next uh few weeks, cause like, you know, that that Calvary Christian game, um, is definitely a, you know, definitely gonna be a tough game, um. Uh, like you mentioned, Jack, like you know, they they only lost to um, um, Trinity Catholic by three. Who, which uh, we all know, Trinity Catholic, uh, you know, on, you know, lost to um Florida High just by three points. And you know, Florida High is like you know, they de- de- like you know, we consider like 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 the top dog in the Big Ben area. So like you know, that that just comes to show like you know how big of a game that's going to be. And especially especially on the road too, they got to go to Calvary Christian, like like um. The, that that's gonna be like you know a, you know another tough thing. Like I know like you know JP two is is you know used to playing like you know road games, but like it, it's just not easy. Um, you know just going on the road in general, um, with the schedule that that they have. Like um, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing um, you know how like you know the uh, Panthers can like you know bounce back after a close you know uh, game against uh. Well, color and man, I I keep on saying this every week. I'm just ready to get to November. I I, I want to see NFC and JP two so badly. I I'm just ready for, for that moment. But uh, I I'm gonna stop talking it, you know, because I'm just rambling off. Uh, Andrew, um, how you feel about JP two? Oh yeah, I think questions answered, guys. Because to me, obviously, you're waiting for the. The big moment, because we thought Rickards was, well, at least I say we, but I'm going to take ownership of this, and if you guys want to follow suit, that's cool. To me, I thought 
the Rickards win was it, right? But then, of course, seeing the injuries to Rickards and then being up and down, you know, it kind of kept this lingering weird sensation. I respect JP2. I like JP2. But I was waiting for that next step. And I saw it. Watching the game, you know, had the dual screens going on on Friday. Madison County on the left. And then, of course, JP2 on the right versus Wakulla. I hold Wakulla in very high regard. And St. John Paul II took him to the brink, guys. You know, this is a team defense. You talked about Todd Williams, Jack. It seems like you bring him up every week for Wakulla. Um, you know, you got to throw around the ball hawk, Jeremiah Thomas, who's got three picks this year for Wakulla. But I thought Tremaine Hughes and uh, the Panthers, man, they got it rolling. And to me, garnered a lot of respect. They put 36 up on Wakulla, which was the second most, only behind Mosley, which, of course, defeated Wakulla with 38. But the 36-point guys is double what the season average was coming into that game. You know, Wakulla had only been allowing 17.8 points per game up until that contest, and they doubled their average. And, um, I mean, I think Jaquiel Whitehead had an absolute monster game with a, his best Travis Kelsey impression, uh, catching all three of uh, Tremaine Hughes' touchdowns, guys. He was kind of running riot at times, it seemed, in the middle of that field, of course, with the big 54-yard uh, reception that I think went for a touchdown. But very impressed with St. John Paul II, and I hold Wakulla in very high regard, like you'll see later and as we've been talking about all season. So I've seen what I needed to see, man. JP2, for all concerns, could lose out, and uh, I think there's still uh, – a good chance they could take down NFC when it comes to that. Hopefully, Jack, like you said, regional final guys. And Chris, I know you're chomping at the bit come playoff time, but um, that's why I had JP2 get in my top five. Huge jump, uh, big respect um, to see them hang with Wakola. No, it's it was an impressive game to say the least. Um, especially with just JP2's strategy, they played in that fourth quarter there. I think the key was I think Wakola was very keened in on what. Uh, Jaden Walden was going to do and Jukil ju- 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 Whitehead um, you know, just jumped out in that game three and he, and he, they really just took advantage of how big he is too and how fast he can move the kid just used his body and his speed and it was unbelievable in that game and then I think when they started queuing in on Jukil um, that's when Jaden popped up and he scored that uh, kickoff return for uh Punt, sorry, punt return for a touchdown. So it was an impressive game to say the least. Um, Chase Linville's in here. He actually had what ended up being the um, uh, game-winning points off of the field goal. I don't think a lot of people thought at the time that those were going to be the game-winning points, but that was just enough to put Wakulla ahead for the win. But um, the JP2 team's going to be impressive this year going down the stretch. I hate the fact that um, and I'm, I'll, I will use hate and FHSA in the same sentence here, but I hate that the regional title games are on the same day because we have the potential of JP2 and NFC playing, but we also have the potential of Florida High and Wakulla playing. What? Um, oh, my yeah. God. Oh. I, I might have to do laps between uh, – I, I if we get lucky, which I, I don't think – uh, spared this luck if JP2 uh, plays across the street from Florida High, that would be wonderful. <laughs> but unfortunately, I don't think that's the way that the football gods are like. So, um, you know, I wishful thinking, I guess. But anyway, uh, moving on to our number fours. Um, so Andrew has NFC. Chris has 
NFC, and I believe I have NFC as well. It's very different from last week. We were very all over the place last week. Now we're near just about identical. Oh, wait. No, no, no. I'm going to scroll the wrong way. Yes, I had NFC. Um, I, I'm just going to get – I'm not going to be repetitive from what I said last week. They won – I believe they won big again. They put a number. I think it was on DRS. I just – they're just good. They're just good. This is what they've been doing all year. This is what they do best. They've just been rolling. Um, I clicked the wrong team. Cool. Let's see if this loads up. I mean, they're playing Rocky Bayou Christian coming up. There's a possibility there. Maybe 60. I don't know. That could be possible. I don't know if Chris – I don't think Chris predicted that. But it's possible. It's a team that owns the best record in the big room right now. They're 7-0. and um, I – I, I'm just not going to get repetitive with it. You, y'all know how I feel about NFC. They're doing everything they can with the schedule. They're doing everything right with their schedule, but the, the questions will come in in those final two weeks. And after this rocky Bayou Christian, that's when we start to focus up on what's going on with McCullough and Monroe, and how is NFC going to match up to that after this? What will probably be an eight no uh, week after this? Uh, let's talk to Chris about NFC. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm on the same train with with, with uh you, Jack. Like um, you know, we're at the point now where we get it. No, for Christian is good this year. We get it, you know. Like uh, we're we're just, we're just really waiting on the Wakola game next week. Cause like let, let's be honest, they're going to do the same thing to Rocky Bayou um this upcoming Friday. Um, yeah, like you know, we're we're it's pretty much you know same thing as the week. Um, like, like last weekend, we week after that, the week after that, or, or the week before that, should I say? But uh, yeah, not not gonna like you know stay stay too long on NFC, like you know just the same thing. We'll have more to talk about going into next week. Andrew, how you feeling about No Florida Christian? Yeah, guys, obviously dominant all three phases of the ball, talent all three phases of the ball. What I like, uh, my big takeaway was another star kind of emerging, and it seems like. We have new players coming into the mix. Uh, cool to see Ray Daly. Got two receiving touchdowns. He led them this week. Um, and, of course, another weapon you got to worry about for teams that are watching film and doing the scouting report. I think as far as yardage is concerned, going into the week last week, I think he was the fifth leading receiver. Um, but, you know, you talk about Traylon Ray, Leon Washington Jr., of course, a big tight end, shoots, and, you know, Gaynor, the list goes on and on. And uh, just cool to see him emerge. I just want to give uh, Ray Daly a shout-out. I know he's putting in a lot of work. Uh, and, you know, we talk about some of the other guys here. But solid effort. Yeah, I'm with you guys. We keep saying the same thing. Um, <clears throat> to me, they passed the eye test. Reminds me of 2013 FSU. You know, I don't want to jump to conclusions on that. But, I mean, good teams, even with the schedule, I think you can see it. <laughs> um, and they can, you know, because that team was knocked on strength of schedule a lot, guys. But once they get past Rocky Bayou, I mean, we've been talking about it, right? How many times are we going to keep saying it? Schedule picks up, and we'll have some answers, especially that Wakulla game. Um, you know, because Wakulla's got to go after this too, guys, because yeah. depending how their region shakes out, it's not like they can pump the brakes a little bit. Um, you know, Wakulla still, and this is crazy to think about, a team that we've respected all year and talked really highly about, this Wakulla squad is at 6-1. and one, I mean, they have to go pedal to the metal, and they may have to go, you know, nine and one uh, to get where they want to go just to start in the playoffs. Um, 
because so they're not going to get any breaks from Wakulla. They're not going to be you know resting people or anything like that. There's going to be a full surge Wakulla, and then maybe you'll be able to see a true comparison between JP two and NFC. We've yet to see, but until further notice, I agree with you guys. Same conversation. Uh, big ups to NFC all across the board right now. No, they're good. It's <clears throat> I'm looking forward to that game next week at in Crawfordville. Um, moving on to our top three, I think this is pretty. <laughs> Straight across the board. Oh, Andrew. Okay. Hey, um, we'll start with Andrew, I guess. Lincoln at three. Um, I thought about it. it. Okay, Andrew. You... <laughs> I spoke too soon. Wow, Andrew. Yeah, man. I mean, I've been tutoring with this for a while now. Um, of course, less of who's in third, more of who's in second for me. Um, coming to switch, and this is fluid. You know, this isn't going to be a lock it in. Who's going to be locked into that positioning? Uh, but I got Lincoln. Obviously, um, they took care of business, did what they needed to do, but it's less of their results currently and more what I kind of see in the future. Uh, we talked about the health concerns and, uh, um, of course, big playmakers for the Trojans. You know, we'll try to get some clarification as best on that. Um, you know, I don't want to harp too on that, but that's, you know, something real that kind of factored in for me and uh, put a lot of thought into that. Um, obviously, like I said, took care of business against Leon, what it looks like taking care of business against Rickards. If they are able to do so, maybe I'll flop them back up. Who knows? But, um, yeah, currently got Lincoln number three, but I believe in the run game, guys. Um, and, of course, the defense as well. And you see it. I think uh, Alexander Gale, I want to give him a shout-out. He won, uh, I think it was Tallahassee Quarterback Club Offensive Lineman of the Week. Um, they still rushed. You know, you, they knew they were going to run the ball. I think they only passed 12 times, which is crazy to think about a Lincoln game last week, guys. But they still ran for 250 when they knew they were going to be running the ball. Um, so impressive there. And shout-out to uh, – Alex Gale for winning the award, but uh, I still like the Trojans. I'm not hating, I'm not doubting, guys, but you know, you gotta, you can't just ignore uh, certain things, these fact sheets that I see, but uh, that's the fun of it, right? That's the fun of these conversations is a luxury of riches up here, a lot of good teams here in the Big Ben, and that's all I want to talk about, and uh, or what we're out here talking about, man, is uh, bolstering up this region and giving a shout out to everything these guys have going on. Chris, go lead us off with uh, Wakulla. Yeah, like, like, I thought about it. I thought about moving Wakulla up to number two because, like, um, one of the questions that, like, um, I, I, I want to, I want you guys to answer, um, like, which was more impressive, um, like J- JP two keeping it close or Wakulla escaping with the with another, you know, big victory. And I'm leaning towards um, Wakulla escaping with another. Big victory. I mean, Wakulla just keeps finding a way to um, you know, get get, you know, th- these crucial W Ws that that's definitely gonna go a long way. Um, you know, um, to like you know where the uh, FHSA is gonna like you know place them in the uh in the playoffs. But but yeah, I've been really impressed with um Wakulla that they like outside of the mostly game they like you know they, they found a way to like you know get it done. Uh, for especially against the uh. The um the two s uh, not not two s but the uh, the one the one s you know teams in Monroe and JP two who's just been like you know creeping up you know on these you know Big Ben teams that 
as like you know like like the new you know bloomers of the block like you know just competing you know very well but like yeah Wakala is definitely up there um I don't expect them to like you know them like you know slow slow down any any anytime soon you know I'm not really too worried about about their game um you know this upcoming Friday against some you know Taylor County really looking forward to NFC I'm I'm definitely you know planning on going down down there to them to that one whether I'll be neutral or just be in my NFC gear, I don't know. You know, but 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 I I, I, I was you know save all that talk for for, for next week. Wakala <laughs> is my number three, but I definitely thought about moving them up to number two. But like uh, I I guess like you know I just like you know want them to like you know do just a tad bit more. <laughs> I'm going to use my little segment as a transition from my three to my two here. I have Wakala down in um, three as well. Um, yeah, this is a good team. This is still a very good team in my opinion. Obviously, one of the best in the area. I have theories about, I think, how they can give Lincoln, not Lincoln, I'm sorry, Florida High a run for their money, which is why, I, if I can, honestly, watch them in the regional title game if it ha- happens. And if it does, I'm going to be stressed with a – dire decision to either go watch one area team or another or whatever happens with Madison or Link. I don't know. It might be a mess. This is why the FHSA needs to do better in many ways. Anyway, um, but this is a good team. Great team. Offense keeps expanding. Their sophomore class is unbelievable here. You have Jeremiah Thomas. I think it's Bradley Kelly. Um, just let me find the name just to make sure. Yeah, Bradley Kelly. Sophomores have just emerged that was kind of their x factor in that game against jp2 those two sophomores just came out i don't know if jp2 planned for that and they just took over the game followed by xavier blake who's a freaking beast my god he's putting up similar numbers to um uh oh god who was it what's his name uh zamarian smith last year who was our all big Ben offensive player of the year you have xavier blake putting down 249 rushing yards in a game which is insane they've he's just been beating that rock i mean they look good but i just think i they're good and they're winning every i did just need i think they just need that moment and that win for me i think they just need a little more i think maybe nfc could do it maybe swanee could do it depending on by how much it is I think I am will transition this into Lincoln because that could sort things out as well and move up Wakala. But um, they're doing everything right. They're killing it 100%. And I, like, I'm very eager to watch this team in the playoffs because they're just so much fun to watch. They've, they're shocking a lot of people. I asked Coach Cleese, do you think this is a team of destiny? And he said, he said, well, only God could do that. All we can do is just keep working and playing hard and stuff like that. And then we – and then maybe it will show if we're that team. But, no, this Wakala team looks really, really good. And, again, I have my theories about what might happen in 2S, but we'll get to that later. But um, transitioning that into my number two, I have Lincoln up here just because of, you know, the competition they played, the way they've won recently. And, granted, this is going to be a very indicative week for Lincoln. Um, You're not getting Leon, a team like Leon, uh, who you beat 48-21, which – I think I wrote in my story, it's weird to say that a 48-21 win is a little eyebrow-raising considering that, but when you're looking at it, you have a Lincoln team that won 71-6 and then 78-0. Um, it's 
concerning. I don't know if that's the right word, but like you have Aiden Fryer out, which again, hope he gets better. Maybe I'm just being crazy. He might be back next game. I don't know, but you ran two really young quarterbacks in this game. You have Connor Clay, who's a sophomore, and Malik uh, Denmark. Um, I hope I said that right. Um, in this game as well, didn't really pass a lot, but ran the ball a lot. Um, and you have two really strong guys in Joseph Sobieski and um, Demetrius Stevens there as well. So you have <laughs> dependable pieces there, but you ask the question, is that something that Rickards could possibly pick apart? Tristan Sion was just in here a few minutes ago. He's a great defensive piece for Rickards. Um, is Rickards going at that X factor and advantage over a little bit more in Lincoln? And if Lincoln ends up losing this game, then I think that gives leverage for Wakulla to move up, um, depending on what happens to Taylor County, which I can see them winning that game by a lot. Um, so again, this is why I'm very weary of this Rickards game coming up where, because Rickards could easily stun Lincoln in this game. In my opinion, when you're missing a piece like Aiden Fryer, he's a great quarterback and it didn't look, I mean, I was expecting Lincoln maybe to win by a little more in this game. I know 48, 21 makes me sound a little arrogant, but, um, and selfish, but it's, it's when you have a team that won by putting up like 70 something points in a 70 something nothing shutout it's kind of it makes sense to question it so i'm just i have them at two for now i'm just interested in what ha- what will happen on friday um who just talked who no, needs me. to talk about okay andrew uh you take over for why you have wakala up in two yeah i mean what more do you need to see, guys? I mean, five and zero in Big Ben play this week, and kind of like Chris said, everybody's giving what color their best shot, and they just keep on keeping on, man. I've been very impressed. Of course, we talk about the offensive uh, performances by Cleese and Blake and all those guys. Um, you know, you talk about the defense for Todd Williams. Of course, I like the middle linebacker Tanner Lanier. He's in there in the middle field taking care of business, and of course, talked about the ball hawk Jeremiah Thomas on the back end. Um, you know, you have a balanced offense that can do it anyway. You have uh, some intangibles on special teams. You talk about running the kickback. And, um, of course, I think they've got three blocked punts and a blocked field goal kick this year, really hitting on all three phases. You know, talked about, you know, kind of similar to what we talked about NFC, but, of course, having the strength of schedule to back it up. It's like, at some time, you have to give them the bump, and I think they passed the eye test. And to me, kind of in respect of what we've been saying, of course, the victory over Charles and the way we talk about Charles, but they beat Rickers, and we talk about all these teams with the strength of schedule. You got to put Wakulla in the mix, and not only with the strength of schedule, but winning, guys. And when you know you're talking about your top dogs, I think you got to factor that in. So to me, of course, in addition to with the injury concerns, like we talked about for Lincoln. Um, short term, I'm putting Wakola here, liking what I see. Not a lot of weaknesses. Um, and this is a team that just has entertaining football games week in, week out. So maybe there's a little bit of flash factor there. But 5-0 and in Big Ben play. And uh, they'll have another one. They're going to play Taylor County this week. Uh, have to leave the Eagles nest and head on to the road. Uh, but don't sleep on Taylor County. They're only up and up too, guys. Um, but I really like what I see for Wakola, and that's why I have him climbing, and it felt like after seeing a complete effort and finally seeing a 48 minutes of football from them, like I was saying, obviously, under the weather last week, but being able to watch that game start to finish, 
you know, I saw it, guys. And kind of what I said for JP2, saw what I needed to see, quality ball club. Bump them up, man, if I had to seed up playoff teams and uh, all of our Big Ben teams were in one playoff bracket, you know, Wakulla would be my number two team right now. Yeah, I mean, Wakulla is a fantastic squad this year, and I think they, in my opinion, I think they're going to start. Don't be surprised if they really heal up or <clears throat> heal up's not the right word. Don't be surprised if they tighten up on Florida High in that top seed in 1S. Um, sorry, not 2S, R1. Um because this team looks good. Uh, they have a really solid quarterback. They have they they're st- sticking to the whole thing of just having speed. And granted, Florida High has a ton of speed as well. You have just you have Makai Danzi, who's just pure speed, and then you have Ryder Popple, who is basically just a freaking bulldozer who can run and just knock over people. Um, the interesting equation will be: Could Wakulla's defense stop what Florida High has in hand? And we'll talk about that more down the road if it happens, um, which I hope it does. And again, I hate the FHSA making me choose between these two games. But anyway, um, I'm yelling about something that doesn't even exist yet. Um, (laughs) We'll move on to number one, indecisive again. Not indecisive, decisive, straightforward, uh, conclusive. We all decide it's Florida high. There's no reason for me to pick against this team right now. Hot right now. No one seems like they're really stopping them right now. This is a team that's just clicking and all all assets. I need to watch. I would like to go see this team again. Um, the thing about me is I want to be choosing tight games in or for the game I'm covering that night. It's just if they're blowouts, it's just not fun. Um, and got and Florida High's playing Godby and they're playing. If they're play, if they were playing Chiefland at home, I would have gone to that game because that's going to be a fantastic game. Chiefland, don't be surprised if that's an upset later in the schedule because Chiefland is good right now. They are the number one team right now in rural, um, and it kind of says something when you're edging out Hawthorne for that spot. Um, I don't think I'll be able to see them again until Lincoln at the end of the season, but um, I just want I'm just very interested to see if this offense has found a little more stability. I mean, it's still very strong. You still have a very tight, dependable running game, but the receiving game is just my interest. I'm interested to see how that's developed and how that's come along because the two times I've gone out there, it's been it's been shaky to start off games, and then you get the res- running back core going throughout the rest of the game, and then everything kind of fixes itself and kind of comes together, and they're able to run away with it. But I'm just interested to see where the receiving game happens coming up. And the defense, again, is just phenomenal work that this defense has done game in and game out. They're just shut down and they've really just decided everything that this team could do game for game. Defense has just been the MVP of this team, but I'm just interested to see where the offense is and what it's going to come to towards the end of the season. Uh, Chris, what are your thoughts on the Seminoles? Yeah, yeah, like, you know, one thing is to, like, you know, confirm, so to speak, like, you know, we've seen well, Cola go against uh, Monroe and Florida High go against Monroe. And, you know, quite frankly, like, you know, they're both, at, you know, in the same spot. Like, you know, they, they both, like, you know, had a pretty, you know, good dominant victory against, um you know, Monroe. So, like, you know, like it's uh, definitely c- coming to show in the future, you know, should we, you know, get the battle between Wakala and Florida High, it's definitely going to be one that nobody is going to, want to miss but um yeah like you know nothing new with Florida High there's no reason it's like you know for me to like you know 
kicked him out of the uh, at the number one spot. You know, I'm just looking forward to like you know their next games, which they're all gonna be on the road. So like um, that, that's gonna be like you know pretty interesting to see like you know what the Knolls can do um, on the road as like you know they won't have another home game till like you know their uh, their, their playoff you know time should, should they get that you know. Um, first first home game uh in the playoffs, which uh, I I'm pretty sure that they will. Um, I I interrupt for a second. I would put air quotations around Rose for that final game because they're at Cox on November third. I'm pretty sure Cox is closer to Florida High than it is to Lincoln. Yeah. Oh, right, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, like you know, they, they still won't be playing at Florida High. You know, like it, it, it's still like you know, different. Like you know, not, not right. <laughs> Yeah, no, yeah, and yeah, and like it, it is like you know high school football, so like you know on the road it's like you know probably like not, not like a huge deal like compared to like you know college football, but but like you know you're, you're still like you know not not playing at your your home turf, you know not not to like you know playoff time, right? Uh, yeah, but 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 yeah, like you know I I'm really looking forward to like you know seeing like you know what they can you know do like you know these next uh you know four games like um. I, I know Tiflin is like you know per, playing pretty good football. Like me personally, like you know I, I just don't see them like you know on the level of you know that that two hat two s you know power like 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 a Florida high. But like you know we'll, we'll, we'll like you know talk more about that when when that, when that time comes around. But I'm really looking forward to like you know seeing them, um Florida high and Lincoln. Even though that that like you know Lincoln is like you know a, a wounded. Right now, but like um, Lincoln is definitely gonna be battle tested um to the fullest. Well, by the time they get to Florida High, because like you know, uh, they they still gotta play um you know Dillard um so yeah. a week before uh they play Florida High. So definitely looking forward to like, you know seeing like you know what Florida High can do in you know in their many games. Can they go undefeated again um in the regular season? That that's gonna be uh. A very big question to um see that they can um answer. I think they can, but it's definitely not going to be easy when they play Lincoln. Uh, Andrew, uh, how you feeling about Florida High? Yeah, I mean, same thing. Kind of what we've been talking. Really, all our uh, big boys up here love what they bring to the table. Of course, like you said, um, Jack defense really kind of pulling the cart here, especially this year. Um, big time on improvement, of course, led by Chris Cotton, you know, a guy that we, we bring up on a weekly basis <laughs> here at a Florida High. Um, got talent across the board. Ryan Knight, other guys in that kind of front seven that have been wreaking havoc. You look at the film, man, this front seven is wild. Um, but also they bring a sense of physicality, which I really like and which travels, right, guys? We talked about styles of play, especially teams you like looking towards the postseason. I mean, this team plays a physical brand of ball. We saw them go toe-to-toe with Madison, who plays a physical brand of ball. Obviously, you know, we've talked about Madison a little earlier here today, um, you know, going up against a physical run team in Gadsden. Um, you can talk about going up other teams that have been on the schedule. Monroe, who we really liked. Um, you know, they've got the FSU commit, Keyshawn Mashburn, who's an absolute beast. Um, but, you know, as a team really put it together, was averaging nine yards a carry last week. Obviously, it seems like everybody got a touch of the football. I think they had seven or eight guys get a touch. You know, they went over 250 as a team. Um, but I love the physicality that they play with. Balanced offense, you know, 
you can give it off to Chris's boy, Makai Danzi, fastest man in the world, evidently. <laughs> and, uh, you know, Jeremy Johnson can sling it a little bit. You know, you got these tight ends, Hampton, um, Donovan Barnes on the perimeter, and you're really kind of hitting on all three levels. You know, you see it on a weekly basis. You know, I talked about Wakulla performing out weekly. Um, it was an early game that they were uh, kind of competitive with Monroe. We saw the big 50-yard touchdown, I think it was, by Austin Perkins. Um, but then after that, you saw them lock in, and then they just took total control. And when you're talking about your truly elite teams, I mean, physicality, solid defense, and being able to put teams away and say, hey, we're at home, we're taking care of business, this is us, boom, and just dominate not only the pace of the game, but the style of the game and the physicality of the game. And it's just elite, guys. And you talk about them on all three levels. Um, you know, once again, we talk about these elite teams. Lots of like, guys, um, top to bottom here on this uh, Florida high team. And, and um, week in, week out, they get a test and they give people their best test. Or performance, sorry. Excuse me. <laughs> no, I guess you could say uh... – some of their opponents get their best test as well, too. <laughs> um, but <clears throat> moving into our predictions now, uh, we have two Thursday games. Um, starting off, JP2 is out at Arnold. Um, I'm going to take JP2 here. Uh, just, I think it's, I think, and it might not be in the opinion of the group, but I do think this Arnold team is a lot better than people think. However, I think that we'll call a team, we'll call a game different, prepare JP2 for this game. And you know, I can see them winning by a touchdown or two. You know, it might be, it will be a good, it will be a good challenge, good test for uh, JP2 going into the latter end of the postseason. Who do you guys got? Yeah, I am in agreement with you, Jack, that JP2 wins, but I'm in disagreement. That is going to be close. I believe that JP2 is going to dominate too much. Um, Tremaine, um, Hugh, like uh, it's just, just going to be a dominant game. Like uh, I, I don't see this be- being close. I, I got JP2 winning big. Oof, this is an interesting one. I'm with Jack. I think it's going to be closer than anticipated, especially going on the road out there to Arnold, making a road trip, uh, tough ask, especially on a short week. Uh, I like JP2 in this one. Keep it rolling. But you guys think about it. High-profile game. Expended a lot of energy in that comeback. Physical game against Wakulla. You know, you're thinking if you're an Arnold fan, you know, this is maybe where you want to face JP2 and maybe try to catch him napping or maybe kind of that proverbial trap game, if you will, guys. Uh, I think uh, the foundation, Coach Hill, is building out there. Those guys will supersede. Brick by brick, add another brick to the pile, guys. Uh, give me JP2 on the road. I'm I'm going to make a bold pick here. Well, I'm going to make a bold statement here because I know I'm leading our little uh, record thing that we have going on for the picks <laughs> right now. I'm going to abstain from – I'm gonna I'm gonna abstain from two picks this week just because of what I'm covering. Um, so feel free to jump ahead of me, guys, if you get the opportunity. But um, uh, Charles at Leon, who do you guys have? I'm sorry, Leon at Charles. Yeah. Oh, oh. Uh, you go yeah. first. Okay. Yeah, we'll take it. Um, yeah, another good Thursday game. Rivalry game, guys. Don't count that out. Uh, this will be an exciting one up in the north side. Uh, like we're going to give them a run, guys. Shout out to uh, Mikhail Myrick, uh, who balled out last week 
Uh, he had all three of Leon's touchdowns, uh, one receiving, one rushing, and a kick return touchdown. Guys, he's an absolute playmaker. He scored uh, the long touchdown against NFC earlier this season. Um, I think he wears number four jersey in red. Uh, so don't sleep on Leon, man. They're still building down there, and I'm like what I'm seeing. Um, so it could be a closer contest than people will think. Uh, Childs, you know, they're going to be pissed. I think they're looking for a bounce-back game here. And they've got a, they're cultivating a really good atmosphere up there on the north side as far as attendance and uh, got to meet the PA crew a couple years ago. And just with the atmosphere that they build, with the sound effects and the noise and everything, it really kind of gets the crowd into it. I'm liking Childs closer than you may think. Yeah, yeah, like um, this is definitely gonna be a a very interesting game as far as like you know where is Child's motivation after a, a heartbreaking loss that could cost you a chance of a, at a playoff spot. Um, is, is this is definitely gonna be you know very interesting. But of course, it is a rivalry game, so like I I don't think like you know like um they, they'll be like you know that you know down um you know going into um you know t- tomorrow's uh game i do have childs like um dominating this game i think like you know they're they're going to like you know get the life back and like you know just like try to like you know survive um these next three weeks um to like you know get in uh that playoff conversation child's big i'm gonna agree with andrew a little bit on here about this uh game being a lot closer than i think people expect leon's been very battle tested this year um I've mentioned countless times that this Leon team hangs around for a bit um, and really challenges some of the teams that they've played this year as well. Um, so, I mean, scoring 20 points against this well, decent Lincoln squad is something to say, too. So, I mean, I think it's going to be a lot closer than people think. But uh, moving on, uh, Rocky Bayou Christian, North Florida Christian. Um, I have NFC here. Uh, after what Monroe did to Rocky Bayou Christian, I think the NFC could – possibly do worse so <laughs> um, i have nfc here how about you chris yes nfc dominates nfc puts the middle school team in in the fourth quarter oh god <laughs> <laughs> nfc big <laughs> oh man i like nfc in this one guys i agree all right moving forward uh harvest community at osilla christian before we move on here um osilla christian posted a photo of like them in front of their little new sign at their football field. I didn't realize how big Jace Grant was. The kid is jacked. My God. He's just, I saw him at media day. I'm like, oh, he's not as like big as I expected. But then there's a picture of him with like a, like a tank on right now. Kid is ripped. Jesus. Anyway, um, <laughs> I shouldn't be saying that when we're talking about a solo Christian, but anyway, um, I have a silly winning here. Uh, how about you, Andrew? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, you don't rush for what was it, two forty-eight last week that uh, that your boy put up. You don't rush for two forty-eight on accident, man. No, he's mowing people down. He's giving kids concussions just looking at them. Yeah, I like Osilla in this one. Ball control, physical, running out. Your boy Jace. Uh, I think another big night for him. Give me Osilla. Yeah, give me Osilla as well. Osilla's going to dominate. They're just going to run, you know, Harvest Community down their throats. I, I mean, I, I, honestly, like, after tonight, Har- Harvest might not ever want to play Osilla again. I mean, it's just going to be that bad. Like, you know, Osilla's probably going to get, like, 
like another 200 plus rushing yard game um in this one like you know Osceola is just that powerful in the run game this year I, I'm like really impressed I, I love watching Osceola's run game this year Osceola big uh next game up on the <laughs> slate excuse me uh Godby will be hosting Florida High at Childs I believe um, I have Florida High here. Um, Godby is playing better, but um, Florida High is just playing at a whole different level right now. Uh, Chris, what do you think? Yeah, it's, it's just so strange, like, you know, play, you know, that that game over at Chow's. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, yeah, uh, time for them to get some turf. Um, but, but uh, yeah, yeah um, <laughs> I got Florida High wedding, um, you know, like, I, I – I, I don't think that, that, that this game is going to be, you know, close. I, I see Fort High, you know, dominating. Like, you know, it, it might be close in the first half, potentially, but, like, uh, Fort High is definitely going to pull away in the second half. I got Fort High, you know, winning big. Yeah, I'm jumping on with you guys. Um, yeah, give me Fort High in this one. Like you said, top dog for a reason. I looked at them to keep things rolling, but – um, Gabby offense on the up and up guys scored a season high last week against Booker <laughs> T. Um, but you can't, uh, you can't ignore, uh, the offense and the powerful ability that Florida high has. Um, and just as a footnote, uh, you know, some lo- local politics and some, some other things playing into that child's decision guys, which is not something I want to get into on this space, but just want to throw that out there. There are yeah. reasons. Why that game is happening, oh, Charles? Yeah, I, just, I think I'm unaware aware of what's happening with that too. Um, next game, uh, another uh game as well in the area. Uh, Fam UDRS versus First Academy. I'm very interested about this decision as well because I don't I don't know if this was you know meant to be scheduling matchup or it, if it was a mix up. There are two First Academies in Florida. One or the one in Orlando is the First Academy. The one in Leesburg is just First Academy. The First First Academy is a freelance team that is 0-7 right now. And then the First Academy out of Orlando is 5-1 playing out of 1M. Um, and they have some – their only loss is to Orlando Christian Prep, which we all know is a beast of a team. Um, I'm going with TFA right now, First Academy. Uh, DRS, I mean, that's, that's – a that's a tough ask in this game. Uh, but, you know, just on the next one. Uh, Chris, who you got? Yeah, it is kind of strange that this this kind of game is, uh, you know, being played. Like, uh, I'm, I'm not sure if Fandiris got, got confused. What is, like, it, I feel like, you know, they, they meant to um, schedule the, the other first academy um, and, and, and not this uh, first academy. But, uh, yeah, I, I got um, – the first academy dominating this game. I, I don't expect this to, um, you know, be close. And like, uh, also, uh, one of our drummers at FAMU like went to the first academy, so I, I definitely have no choice but to pick them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, first academy, um, big. <laughs> yeah, I'm also trying to get some clarification on this, guys. Um. I'm trying to track back and see this because this this happens regularly. Um, people do this to uh, St. John Paul II all the time. They accidentally get that Boca Raton team scooped in there. Um, you know, hopefully Max Preps fixes this 
and this goes appropriately into the playoff points um, mm-hmm. as they finally got that Niceville Childs result corrected. Yeah. Side sidebar, but um, no shade. <laughs> shade <laughs> intended. Uh, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, TRS rebuilding guys. Um, I mean, I wish I had a more educated situation um, going forward here, but perusing over one of the two first academies, um, I'm liking them out here this weekend. Unfortunately. But uh, DRS on the up and up, guys. Next game out in Monticello. Two games that night in Monticello. Uh, Wildwood versus Jefferson County. Um, Wildwood, <coughs> four and two right now. But even when we're looking at their two losses, they're to South Sumner, who is seven and zero right now in two S. Um, that might be a team that Florida High and McCullough might need to look out for. Um, and their one, their other losses are Chiefland, which that was kind of the rural game of the, the the week. Um, kind of last week, um, two of the top teams in the area. Wildwood's very good. Um, I have Wildwood here. Granted, Jefferson County's coming off the win over DRS, but you know Wildwood's just too good right now, in my opinion. So I am going to take the Wildcats. I think it's the Wildcats. Yeah, uh, Andrew, what are you thinking? Yeah, Wildwood, uh, kind of what you were saying, Jack, looking at the, you know, the schedule, the statistics, the matchups, all the things that you can kind of look into and kind of measure what you like in a team. Um, I think it's all pointing to uh, Wildwood. They, uh, I'll be interested to see what their quarterback situation is, though. I don't know if there's an injury or they do like a split quarterback situation, but they've got two seniors um, with very similar statistics as far as pass attempts and everything. Vincent Brown Jr. and uh, Jamari Dickens. Um, so I'll be interested to see what exactly that looks like. Um, but they're a pretty balanced ball club from what I can see. It looks like they favor the run a little more. Um, it seems like the first guy I mentioned is a monster dual threat guy. Um, he seems to kind of go off. Vincent Brown Jr., he leads the team in rushing. Um, so that'll be a lot to handle. So, like we said, Jeffco breaking the streak, but I think Wild was flying high, guys. Um, so, I'm going to take Wild win this one. Yeah, I'm rolling with Wildwood as well. I don't expect this game to, um, you know, be close. Like, Wildwood, like you guys mentioned, is a really, really good, you know, football team. You know, Jefferson County, you know, they'll be proud of them getting that, you know, first victory, you know, over things there is. But they are going to have a little setback, you know, for – this uh this upcoming Friday, but you know, uh, next week is gonna be you know a brand new week for the uh, Tiger Nation. So yeah, Wildwood. Moving down the list here, um, kind of a rivalry game of sorts. Is screw it up. I said it's the triangle or like rectangle of hate kind of rivalry, which I'm thinking of between Wakulla, Swanee, Madison County, and Taylor County. Uh, Wakulla at Taylor County. It's on the road to Taylor County's favor, but <clears throat> Wakulla, in my opinion, is just playing too well right now. I don't think Taylor County is going to be the one to derail them. I'm taking the War Eagles here. Uh, Chris, what are you thinking? Yeah, War, War Eagles big. I, I don't expect this to, to be close at all. Like, yeah, Wakulla. 
I it's disappointing that we have all the same picks, guys. I hope by the end of this um, we get some differentiation. Otherwise, nobody's gonna be able to catch Jack. Um, <laughs> but as far as this is concerned, I have yes, a big it's... upset in mind coming up. So just be, Ooh, be patient for a second. Okay. Okay. Get it going. Uh, yeah, Wakulla, Taylor County, seeing both these teams this year. Obviously, watched that whole game last week. Wakulla JP two. Um, you know, we talk about teams building in the area. I think Taylor County falls into that. Um, I do like their physicality in their run game, so I want to see how Wakulla is able to address that. Jaquan Clayton is a beast, guys, uh, down there at Taylor County. Uh, my man can run the ball, but I'm going to take the War Eagles. They will improve, based on my prediction, to 7-1, and one, and it will be their sixth Big Ben game uh, here in this season, getting everybody's best shot on a weekly basis. Chris, what we thinking? Um, which game? I I actually like gonna pr- press a, a button that that I I just don't <laughs> okay okay it's Wakala and Taylor County. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, oh, I already already uh, gave my pick Wakala. Oh, oh yeah, you did. I'm sorry. Um, I'm just not paying attention. Okay. Uh, another. Rectangle of hate rivalry. <laughs> uh, Madison County Swanee. Um, I think this is a bounce back game for Madison County. I think this game's gonna be a lot tighter than people might expect. Um, again, I don't think I think Madison County is a very different team. It's been in the past years. I think Swanee is a very different team. It's been in the past years. I think this is gonna be an exciting game out in Live Oak. Um, but I'm gonna take the Cowboys in this game. Hit them with the dun 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 dun. dun. This fight song's been stuck in my head freaking all week um but i'm gonna say the cowboys here uh andrew what are you thinking how about them cowboys jack yeah i'm jumping on the bandwagon uh as well like we talked about this rivalry there's just some rivalries you know regardless of how the seasons are going you can throw it out the river rivalry of course madison county and swanee county separated by the swanee river um and guys they get into this one you talk about kind of that uh, that heated rivalry. This is one you kind of slip under the radar because typically Swanee doesn't kind of fall into our quote-unquote big band coverage range. Um, but seeing this game a couple of years ago, this is a uh, mean one. But Madison County has absolutely dominated this rivalry in the last two weekends. It's just something about Madco has Swanee's number. Um, so I'm going to go with the Cowboys in this one as well. Yeah, like I, I actually believe that that, that um, this one is actually going to be com- competitive and, and like a very close one. Like, you know, I, I think that, you know, it's going to be, you know, hard fought. You know, Madison County definitely been through a lot, you know, th- th- this past month. Um, This past month, you know, just just trying, like, you know, find some answers, like, you know, g- you know getting over the home. And like, I think, like, you know, th- they get that, um, you know, that on this uh, Friday. So uh, I'm rolling with the, the Cowboys to finally get on the winning column. Moving on down to the list, we have another county team playing. Uh, that is Marianne at Gadsden County, two one and five teams, two very different one and five teams. I'm going to take Gadsden County here by a lot. Um, I think this is, I think Gadsden County is going to continue rolling off the momentum and <laughs> the schedule they played. Make it too straight for the Jags. Um, Chris, what are you thinking with Gadsden and Mariana? Yeah, I'm in agreement with you, Jack. Like, I got Gadsden County dominating this game. Like, Gadsden County definitely, you know, sh- show me a, a lot of, of, of what uh, the potential is for 
this second half of the season. So yeah, like I I got the the Jaguars big, Andrew. Yeah, Gaston County in this one, guys. I'm going to complete the sweep once again. Another agreeance all the way across. Um, but I think it's more of a count. Um, goodness gracious. I think it's more of a compliment to Gadsden uh, that we're all on the train. Like we said, got the big breakthrough last week. Um, if they played how they played with intensity, um, obviously we know what their run game and defense can do. Um, Cedric Bird, I'm hoping he puts up some monster numbers, guys. But I'm really liking Gadsden. I'm kind of on the same train of thought. Give me the Jags as well. All right, moving on up. Got a district battle between McClay and Monroe. Uh, Andrew, lead us off. Ooh, this is an interesting one, guys. Um, district battle. Man, let me um, – I had my notes up here. Let me try to stall just in time to get them up. Um, kind of looking back at – the clips and everything, guys. I was impressed at McClay hanging tough with Chipley. Obviously, Chipley, uh, Chipley, excuse me, coming in the big five and zero record. You know, thirty three to twenty eight that final. Um, I think McClay is falling under the radar a little bit. Obviously, it's not as high flying and high scoring, and you know, kind of as high profile with the record wise that we've seen in years past. Um, but, I mean, Michael Grant's still slinging it. He's got 1,700 yards uh, this season, guys, 15 touchdowns. Um, I'm liking this offense. I think we may get a little upset special here for McClay. Um, I'm willing to go out on a limb, see what happens. Um, give me the Marauders in this one. Oh, no. Oh, no. I'm not drinking that Kool-Aid. I'm rolling with Monroe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I, I, like, McClay, they definitely impressed me um, against Tiffley, but, but I am not going to drink that Kool-Aid with, with you, Andrew. Uh, you, you're on your own island with, with that. I'm rolling with the Bobcats. But this game is going to be close. <laughs> Take a sip. Take a sip. You'll like it. <laughs> well, I, I guess, Andrew, you spoiled my drink a little bit because I poured me a cup of whatever you're drinking because I'm picking what? McClay in this game as well. Listen, this McClay team has been very battle-tested, too. Monroe has in a regard as well. But there was something this week that spoke that kind of stood out to me about McClay. And I don't know why I wanted to pick him. The Chipley finish was very impressive. Michael Grant, I think this is a breakout game for him. The kid has been unbelievable at quarterback this year. He's jumped out, really, as one of the top passers in the state. As Andrew mentioned, he has 1,700 yards on the year. Um it's gonna be it's gonna be a tough one because this is on the road at Monroe at Corey Field. Um, I have McClay here. I think this is my big upset. I'm going to take roll the dice and say that McClay gets this breakthrough, snaps a four game losing streak, and gets a critical district win. I think that makes things easier. Of course, right as I say that, all the Monroe people come into here. I'm not slanting <laughs> anyone. I'm gonna put my regular statement I do all the time. Not slanting anyone. I'm not hating it on, on anyone. I am not doing that, that, and that. I'm not going to be the villain. I'm not the villain here. This is just what I think, and you can prove me 100% wrong. I'm not the villain. I'm not slanting anyone. This is my pick. But, yeah, I pour me a glass, Andrew, because I'm drinking it as well. Um, I think it's going to be an interesting game. Yeah, I agree, Jack. This may be 
um, you know, not trying to discount some of the other ones, but this one may be the wildest game on the slate. I think this one's kind of flying under the radar. You talk about the big running back for Chipley who kind of went wild. You know, you could see Austin Perkins doing some similar things out there from Gaston, or excuse me, from Monroe. And, I mean, on the defensive line, I love bringing him up. You got to be able to block Keyshawn Mashburn, uh, the FSU commit. He's a beast, oh, along with the other guys. They, they have there defensively. Um, because if you can't block him, I mean, you're not going to be passing for a lot of yards on Monroe. Um, but I think this could have the makings of kind of a shootout, maybe, guys. Um, you know, we saw the high-scoring one last week. You know, would it be out of the question to see like a 41-34? We know <laughs> McClay can get into some shootouts over the years. Like, I could definitely see that kind of coming into the fold, but uh, this is going to be a really, really fun out there. Um, out there in uh, Gaston County. I'm really excited for this matchup. You guys are being deceived. We'll, we'll <laughs> talk more again on Friday. <laughs> yeah, we'll count the chips on Friday, Chris. I'm with it. Oh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens Friday, Friday, tomorrow night. Not tomorrow, sorry. Friday night when we have this discussion. Again, Andrew, as we say every week, we are spiraling to deliver delirium at this point um, <laughs> we started early this week jack <laughs> i'm just generally get... <laughs> tired listen i don't we can talk about it after but i don't know if you saw what's going on in the media world but it's been a long day for me um, but i before we get into our last game too i wanted to kind of talk about on the max preps as i'm scrolling up you can tell it's the week that all the florida teams have to play their district game instead of playing their national opponents. So, like, Aquinas is playing Fort Lauderdale today to, um, on Friday. IMG is playing American Collegiate. Um, actually, that's they're not in the district, so I don't know what's going on there. Um, uh, I think Shaman Madonna is playing JP2 and Bo- Boca Raton. It's just funny to look at because you're saying, like, well, yeah, if you want to play FHSA playoffs, you got to play some of the local teams. So, um, final game. <laughs> This is the one I'm going to be at. I think this is going to be a very interesting matchup. I think this might be the most interesting matchup next to that McClay-Monroe matchup. I'm abstaining here, but uh, I'm excited to watch this game. I'm excited. It's about responding to questions in this game for both sides. There's a lot of questions on both sides. Lincoln and Rick, uh, we'll start off with Andrew. Oh, let's hoping you go Chris first. Um, yeah, up. this is... This is obviously within the last 10 days, this has become a little more interesting, has it not, guys? Um, but, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. We talked about the consistency, and right now I'm going to rely on that. I like what I see from Lincoln. We see, of course, the emergence of Sabisky the last couple weeks. Um, you know, of course, in a situation where they knew they had to run um, you look at a matchup against Gaston County, you knew it was going to be a run-heavy game against Gaston County, and the line took care of business, and the rushing game got it started. Cedric Bird taking care of things he needed to do. I think you see a more run Cedric Lincoln team that you would see normally. And, um, of course, like I said, gave him a shout-out um, here in the first half, but, you know, I see some more Lincoln people in here, so I'll do it again. Um, of course, Alexander Gale getting that Offensive Lineman of the Week award for the second time. You know, they went over 250 in the rushing game last week. Um, and just as far as the consistency and chugging forward, and I think Lincoln finds a way to get it done and uh, puts them in the driver's seat of the district, guys. But whoever wins this one, um, you know, all they got to do is take down Arnold, one of those three-team districts, and automatic qualifier, regardless of what you have done, what you will do, 
you take care of business in a three-team district and you're in the playoffs. Absolutely. Could not say it any better. Chris, what are you thinking? All right, guys. I am considering this the district championship game. I am a heavy sleeper on Arnold. I am not a <laughs> You and can got him. hate Arnold. <laughs> or the, the winner of this game is the district champion. Like, um, like give the trophy to the winner right after the game. Um, damn, that, that no, means... don't, don't say that because the TV people are going to show up with that football. I don't want to do that again. <laughs> anyway, continue. Uh, yeah. Well, like, um, this game is going to be a hard-fought game. Rickers needs his game more than Lincoln does. Lincoln can't afford a loss. No, you don't want to lose this kind of game. Like, you know, you want to be crowned the city champs, the, the, the kings of the, the Big Ben area um you know it's gonna be hard fought because like you know you know lincoln like um they're they're down a, a little bit like you know like like they, they got like a little injury bug like you know with with their quarterback you know be, being um down but they still got top dogs like Raylan wilson who's playing lights out five five star yeah i consider him a five star like you know athlete <laughs> um they got you know your running backs in in Washington and Stevens, you know, I think like you know just having those athletes alone like um they're they're going to get you over the edge by a submission. This is, and yeah, I'm I'm rolling with with the Trojans. Fight on! I got my fingers in the air doing <laughs> what US does. You know, fight on Trojans for this uh, Friday. Oh man! Oh man! All right. Well. I think that's all we got on tonight. Thank you, everyone, for joining in. Um, having crowds, ebbs, and flows. But it looks like we have a nice ending num- number right here. Uh, come back Friday night where we discuss everything that just happened. I believe we kick those off at 1030. Um, so put on a pot of coffee because you're going to want to stay up and talk to us. That was kind of cringy. I apologize. Um, but anyway, thank you for coming out tonight and joining us. Hope you guys enjoy the conversation. Be sure to follow all of our content. I'm at TallahasseeDemocrat.com, TLH Big Ben Preps on Instagram, Big Ben Preps on Twitter. Andrew is at VSN Tallahassee, I believe on all 